People of the Philippines, Plaintiff Appellee versus Kayat, Defendant Appellant, GR number L45987, May 5, 1939. This is an old case. Prosecuted for violation of Act number 1639, Section 2 and 3, the accused Kayat, a native of Baguio Benguet, Mountain Province, was sentenced by the Justice of the Peace Court of Baguio to pay a fine of 5 pesos or suffer subsidiary imprisonment in case of insolvency. On appeal of the Court of First Instance, the following information was filed against him. That on or about 25th day of January 1937, in the city of Baguio, <coughs> Commonwealth of the Philippines, and within the jurisdiction of his court, the above-named accused Kayat, being a member of the non-Christian tribes, did then and there willfully and lawfully and illegally receive, acquire, and have in his possession and under his control or custody one bottle of A11 gin, an intoxicating liquor other than the so-called native wines and liquors which the members of such tribes have been accustomed themselves to make prior to the passage of Act Number 1639. Accused interposed a demurrer which was overruled. At the trial, he admitted all the facts alleged in the information but pleaded not guilty to the charge for the reasons adduced in his demurrer and submitted the case on the pleadings. The trial court found him guilty of the crime charge and sentenced him to pay a fine of 50 pesos or sub suffer subsidiary imprisonment in case of insolvency. The case is now before this court on appeal. Sections 2 and 3 of Act Number 1639 read, Section 2, It shall be unlawful for any native of the Philippine Islands who is a, non who is a member of a non-Christian tribe within the meaning of the Act Number 1397 to buy, receive, have in his possession or drink any ardent spirits, ale, beer, wine, or intoxicating liquors of any kind other than the so-called native wines and liquors which the members of such tribes have been accustomed themselves to make prior to the passage of this act, except as provided in section 1 hereof, and it shall be the duty of any police officer or other duly authorized agent of the insular or any provincial, municipal, or township government to seize and forthwith destroy any such liquors found unlawfully in the possession of any member of a non-Christian tribe. Section 3. Any person by violating the provisions of Section 1 or Section 2 of this Act shall, upon conviction thereof, be punishable for each offense by a fine of not exceeding 200 pesos by imprisonment for a term not exceeding 6 months in the discretion of the court. The accused challenges the constitutionality of the act on the following grounds, that it is discriminatory and denies the equal protection of the laws, that it is violative of the due process clause of the constitution, and that it is improper exercise of the police power of the state. Counsel for the appellant holds out his brief as the brief for the non-Christian tribes. It is said that as these less civilized elements of the Filipino population are jealous of their rights in a democracy, any attempt to treat them with discrimination or mark them as inferior or less capable rate or less entitled will meet with their instant challenge. As the constitutionality of the act here involved is questioned for purposes thus mentioned, it becomes imperative to examine and resolve the issues raised in the light of the policy of the government towards the non-Christian tribes adopted and consistently followed from the Spanish time to the present more often with sacrifice and tribulation but always with conscience and humanity. 
As early as 1551, the Spanish government had assumed an unvarying solicitous attitude toward these inhabitants and in the different laws of the Indies, their concentration in so-called reductionist or communities have been persistently attempted with the end in view of according to them the spiritual and temporal benefits of civilized life. Throughout the Spanish regime, it had been regarded by the Spanish government as a sacred duty to conscience and humanity to civilize these less fortunate people living in the obscurity of ignorance and to accord them the moral and material advantages of community life and the protection and vigilance afforded them by the same laws decree of the governor general of the philippines on january 14 1887 this policy had not been deflected from during the american period president mckinley in his instructions to the philippine commission of april 7 1900 said in dealing with uncivilized tribes of the islands the commission should adopt the same course followed by congress in permitting the tribes of our north american indians to maintain their tribal organization and government and under which many of these tribes are now living in peace and contentment surrounded by civilization to which they are unable or unwilling to conform such tribal government should however be subjected to wise and film regulation and without undue or petty interference constant and active effort should be exercised to prevent barbarous practices and introduce civilized customs since then and up to the present the government has been constantly vexed with the problem of determining those practicable means of bringing about their advancement in civilization and material prosperity, placed in an alternative of either letting them alone or guiding them in the path of civilization, the present government has chosen to adopt the latter measure as one more in accord with humanity and with the national conscience. Memorandum Secretary of the Interior quoted in Ruby versus Provincial Board of Mindoro 39, Bill 667-14. To this end, their homes and firesides have been brought in contact with civilized communities through a network of highways and communications, the benefits of public education have to them been extended and more lately even the right of suffrage. And to complement this policy of attraction and assimilation, the legislation has passed Act Number 1639 undoubtedly to secure for them the blessing of peace and harmony to facilitate and not to mar their rapid and steady march to civilization and culture. It is therefore in this light that the Act must be un understood and applied. It is an established principle of constitutional law that the guarantee of the equal protection of the laws is not equal protection of the laws is not violated by legislation based on a reasonable classification. The classification to be reasonable must rest on substantial distinctions, must be germane to the purpose of the law, must not be limited to existing conditions only, and must apply equally to all members of the same class. <coughs> Act number 1639 satisfies these requirements. The classification rests on real and substantial, not merely imaginary or whimsical distinctions. It is not based upon accident of birth or parentage, as counsel to the appellant asserts, but upon the degree of civilization and culture. The term non-Christian tribes refers not to the religious belief, but in a way to the, to the geographical area and more directly to natives of the Philippine Islands of a low grade of civilization, usually living in tribal relationship apart from settled communities this distinction is unquestionably reasonable for the act was intended to meet the peculiar conditions existing in the non-christian tribes the exceptional cases of certain members thereof who at present have reached a position of cultural equality with their christian brothers cannot affect the reasonableness of the classification thus established that is germane to the purposes of law cannot be doubted the prohibition to buy or receive 
have in his possession or drink any ardent spirits, ale, beer, wine, or intoxicating liquors of any kind other than the so-called native wines and liquors which the members of such tribes have been accustomed themselves to make prior to the passage of this act is unquestionably designed to ensure peace and order in and among the non-Christian tribes. It has been the sad experience of the past. As the observance of the lower court disclosed that the free use of highly intoxicating liquors by the non-Christian tribes have often resulted in lawlessness and crimes, thereby hampering the efforts of the government to raise their standards of life and civilization. The law is not limited in its application to conditions existing at the time of its enactment. It is intended to apply for all times as long as those conditions exist. The act was not predicated as counsel for appellant asserts upon the assumption that the non-Christian are impermeable to any civilizing influence. On the contrary, the legislature understood that the civilization of a people is a slow process and that hand-in-hand hand with it must go measures of protection and security. Finally, that the act applies equally to all members of the class is evident from a perusal thereof that it may be unfair in its operation against a certain number non-Christians by reason of their degree of culture is not an argument against the equality of its application. Appellants contended, contends that the provision of the law empowering any police officer or other duly authorized agent of the government to seize and forward destroy any prohibited liquors found unlawfully in the possession of any member of the non-Christian tribes is violative of the due process of law provided in the constitution but this provision is not involved in the case at bar besides to constitute due process of law notice and hearing are not always necessary this rule is especially true where much must be left to the discretion of the administrative officials in applying a law to particular cases due process of law means simply that there shall be a law prescribed in harmony with the general powers of the legislative department of the government that it shall be reasonable in its operation that it shall be enforced according to the regular methods of procedure prescribed and that it shall be applicable alike to all citizens of the state <coughs> or to all of the class. Thus, a person's property may be seized by the government in payment of taxes without judicial hearing or property used in violation of law may be confiscated or when the property constitutes corpus delicti as in the instant case of Moreno versus Aguachi 12 Phil 439-442 neither is the act an improper exercise of the police power of the state. It has been said that the police power is the most insistent and least limitable of all pol powers of the government. It has been aptly described as a power co-extensive with self-protection and constitutes the law of overruling necessity. Any measure intended to promote the health, peace, morals, education, and good order of the people or to increase the industries of the state, develop its resources, and add to its wealth and prosperity is a legitimate exercise of the police power unless shown to be whimsical or capricious as to unduly interferes with the right of an individual the same must be upheld act number 1639 as above stated is designed to promote peace and order in the non-christian tribes so as to remove all obstacles to their moral and intellectual growth and eventually to hasten their equalization and unification with the rest of their christian brothers its ultimate purpose can be no other than to unify the filipino people with a view to a greater philippines the law then does not seek to mark the non-Christian tribes as an inferior or less capable race. On the contrary, all measures thus far adopted in the promotion of the public policy towards them rest upon the recognition of their inherent right 
to equality in the enjoyment of those privileges now enjoyed by their Christian brothers, but as there can be no true equality before the law, if there is in fact no equality in education, the government has endeavored by appropriate measures to raise their culture and civilization and secure for them the benefits of their progress with the ultimate end in view of placing them with their Christian brothers on the basis of true equality. It is indeed gratifying that the non-Christian tribes, far from retrograding and definitely asserting themselves in a competitive world, as appellant's attorney impressively averse and that they are a virile of and coming people eager to take their place in the world's social scheme. As a matter of fact, there are now lawyers, doctors, and other professionals educated in the best institutions here and in America. Their active participation in the multifarious welfare activities of community life or in the delicate duties of government is certainly a source of pride and gratification to people of the Philippines, but where conditions have so changed as to warrant a partial or complete abrogation of the law is a matter which rests exclusively within the prerogative of the National Assembly to determine. In the constitutional scheme of our government, this court can go no further than to inquire whether the legislature had the power to enact the law. If the power exists, and we hold it does exist, the wisdom of the policy adopted and the adequacy under existing conditions of the measures enacted to forward it are matters which this court has no authority to pass upon. And if in the application of the law, the educated non-Christians shall incidentally suffer, the justification still exists in the all-comprehending principle of salus populi suprema es lex, when the public safety or the public morals require the discontinuance of a certain practice by a certain class of persons, the hand of the legislature cannot be saved from providing for its discontinuance by any incidental inconvenience which some members of the class may suffer. The private interest of such members must yield to the paramount interest of the nation. Judgment is a fear with cost against a penalty. Grabe, cost. 